Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And he'll take it away. 70 seconds for a chance touchdown. Welcome back to Shut Your Face. We're coming at you right after the Redskins-Eagles game. This is our first time recording the podcast right after the Redskins game. We hope to get this out tomorrow morning for everyone to listen. That is a first for Shut Your Face. We have another first for Shut Your Face, and we'll reveal that very soon. First, we are in a little bit of low spirits, obviously, because of the game, but we got everyone here. Uh, some, some what's up? What up, DMV? It is late at night, so Sum is going to be struggling through this one. Uh, <laughs> Nil. wake up early for, for work tomorrow, That's but it's all right. <laughs> Nil, Yo, how's Nil, it going? Up? It's not that late on the West Coast, so I'm, I'm ready to go. And we do have a special guest in the building. I teased it for a second there. Uh, it is our first time recording right after the game, but it is also our first time having a guest host. We have a long-time listener, first-time guest on the show today, Sanj. Sanj, what is up? You know, on behalf of all of the faithful Shut Your Face podcast listeners, it is truly an honor to be here and a special pleasure to be here after this wonderful weekend. Oh, here we go. Uh, Go to hell. Uh, I can't wait for the feedback from this episode. I don't know why we decided this week was going to be the week we uh, decided to do this. Horrible planning. For those that don't know, um, just a little background. Sanj is a lifelong Cowboys fan, so don't don't, uh, ever say that we don't reach across the aisle. Because this, of all times, is the worst time to bring a, a Cowboys fan on the podcast. But here we've done it on Shut Your Face. The Redskins took a loss to the Eagles. And the Cowboys come off what is, I mean, that's probably the best win I've seen in years against the New Orleans Saints Thursday night. Um, which seems like a long, long time ago. At least I, I, I wish it was a long, long time ago. So we're going to talk a lot of football today because uh, Sanj is on and we hope to get a lot of, uh, we have a lot of loyal podcast listeners out there. And so this is going to be the first of many as we hope. We're going to be reaching out to a lot of our fans that have been listening from day one. We'll get you on the podcast, or at least get you with some questions that we'll answer and we'll get you on as well. But let's just take it right from there. The Redskins dropped a loss against the Philadelphia Eagles against Monday night. Nothing really to be surprised about even if we had all our horses the Redskins are not a good team on Monday night um and they showed it once again to say the least to say the least and again going into this game I thought hey the Redskins could lose this game rattle off four wins against weak teams and actually make the playoffs but the Redskins lose more than a game again Colt McCoy done for the season Mark Sanchez probably your quarterback for the rest of the way some some i'll turn to you first here instant analysis you are the ever optimist for the washington redskins instant analysis at 
12 midnight after losing to the Eagles and after losing Colt McCoy for the season. What do you think? Um, the season looks pretty bleak. But um, the only hope we have is that he gets accustomed to the playbook in a week, builds some sort of rapport with our offense and our offensive uh, our, our offensive uh, system, gets more comfortable, and uh, hope for the best. But look, we the Giants are a great remedy next week at home. We, yeah. gotta, we have to muster up something. I mean, we have to win that game in order to have any shot at even a wild card spot. Yeah, initially I was thinking maybe the Redskins with a 9-7 and seven record could actually make some noise. That was before Thursday um, when the when the Cowboys actually <laughs> won that game. And now the Eagles, I mean, They're out they, form. Yeah, and they looked like they were going to lose that game against the Giants a week ago, if we remember. Yeah. And so right. now it looks like the Eagles are, are another contender. N- if going into this game, we probably had the best possible Sunday that could have happened. What, Carolina mm-hmm. lost, Green Bay lost, Atlanta, Detroit. Atlanta. Everyone Minnesota, lost. Minnesota. Except, the, like, uh, except the Bears The Bears beat the Giants. I mean, the Giants beat the Bears. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, they're, that's they're, fine. But the Giants done. are out of it. Yeah, they're 4-8. They're, yeah, they're, 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 they're done. Um, but if you're talking about a, a Sunday that could have gone any better i mean that was as good as it could possibly get yeah. realistically speaking um but yeah the redskins end up losing this monday night game and it's like we're back to but, back to square one but what do you expect mark sanchez was the quarterback of our team from the second quarter on what yeah. do you expect yeah that's true yeah i mean i mean it was just it was just one of those games that i mean when you lose your backup quarterback who arguably got what? How many? I mean, he got he got the first team reps the past week and a half now. Yeah. But fluke injury breaks his fibula, and what you're gonna put Mark Sanchez in there, who we just signed a week, two weeks ago? Right. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean like this, being we'll realistic, talk, we'll talk, this was not a game that we were honestly going to come back and win against the Eagles well, at their stadium no, at the at Lincoln Financial. I mean, it's not it's not, but. You know, it is what it is at this point. We've been reeling by injury, with injuries the entire season, and it's not looking good. But we have to stay optimistic, regardless whoever is behind center. It and we'll dig matter. into the game a little bit. Uh, let, let me just say this though: with all that being said, no, the score was fourteen thirteen entering the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. And our defense could not get a stop. Right. Yeah. It has significantly regressed from the first. What, nine games, ten games? Yeah, no, but, not but even that. Missing, yeah. missing your stout interior lineman in Ionitis and missing Quentin Dunbar, who is our best cornerback. Those, that's a big deal. We cannot act like that is um, not impactful in the grand scheme of things. You don't have your best run blocker. You don't run stopper. You don't have your best cornerback. What yeah. are you gonna? What do you expect? I mean, you know, and the rest of our team was not playing as well as we'd like to. I don't know what's happened to our rush defense the past five weeks now, four weeks now. And you know it's just it's 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 like the Redskins of old, unfortunately, as sad as it sounds. But yeah, it's, I mean, and you know, we'll get into the game just a little bit. I want to get Sanj in here. Um, going into this game, honest opinion: Were you rooting as a Cowboys fan? Were you rooting for the Redskins or the Eagles? Both sit. I mean, the Redskins are sitting at six and five. 
Eagles at five and six. The Cowboys end up playing the Eagles next week. Who are you rooting for uh, in this game? Yeah, this was kind of a roller coaster for me because going into it, I was kind of rooting for the Skins. Um, but then when I saw, no, sorry, kind of rooting for the Eagles. But then when I saw how good the Eagles looked and you guys were competitive for most of the game, I was rooting for you guys to pull it out because I thought the Eagles were more of a threat. But this goes back to a conversation that I had with Nil um, a little bit ago where I told him that the Redskins were kind of like the junior version of the Cowboys, mm-hmm. where it was, you know, have a stout defense, have a good running game, and average quarterback play. And you guys have been drafting on the line. You have um, resources on that defense. And the way it was playing early in the year, I thought you guys – you know, could have the same type of design as we did, albeit we have more talent. Mm -hmm. And I think that that showed in how you guys played this game where the defense just couldn't make up for the inadequacies on offense. Yeah. Like the Cowboys defense was able to do against the Saints on Thursday. Son, but okay, with that being said, we were gassed right from the get-go. Our offense did not put us in a hole. It was our defense that could not get a stop on their offense. Well, that's exactly what he was saying. That's yeah, what I'm that's saying. That's exactly yeah. what you're saying. The, the defense, at the end of the day, is supposed to be the one that is is expected to hold us down. I mean, as we have a lot of injuries on this team, but a lot of those injuries are on offense. Like, yeah. sure, Ioannidis and Dunbar, and even some was telling me during the game, like, is Dunbar missing really affecting us yeah. that much? If you can honestly, if you can honestly say that it is now. Then I'm with you, but I don't. I think mean, you you can't ignore the fact that Dunbar wasn't there. He's our best cornerback. I mean, you put him on Alshon, and then you put, um, you know, you have Norman on the other side of the field, and Fabian Moreau in the slot. But either way, losing a big time playmaker like Quentin Dunbar will affect your defense. Losing a big time playmaker like Matt Ioannidis will affect your defense. Really there's no there's no ignoring it. Or I mean, or is he more yeah, like you have to make adjustments. Injuries are part of the game, but we cannot act like it. It doesn't mean a thing when you lose your big-time stout um, defensive players like those two guys are. Ioannidis has been our best defensive lineman of the year. Am I uh, no, of the no. season he's so far? Not, has he not? Has he not been? No, he, I, he, he has. He has. No, he I, has I, been I, without a doubt. And Dunbar team. is our best corner. He I mean, when you lose two top guys like that, that's pain. gonna affect your team. No, no. The Regardless of how you look at it. There in pass rush situation. No, but I'm saying, in like the run blocking scheme, he takes a lot of blockers. Oh no! I mean, the guy has seven and a half sacks. No, but I'm saying his his strength is is run stopping, and he takes up a lot of the the blockers that free up Ionitis in the uh, rushing attack or in in the uh, run. Good, yeah, whatever, stopping. whatever. But you still have to make the play, and no, he but does who that. Who is the but Either way, who is either way, yeah. Who? It, no, well, why are you saying point, that? Just, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if, if you're, you're talking saying, about in the run saying, game, that's if a you're different thing. Ionitis is a better player than than uh, Deron Payne. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying he's been a better, he's been a more important player for our defensive but line who, than Payne. But Deron Payne wreaks havoc on that. In the rush of, game? Yes. No, I agree with that. I'm just saying, Ioannidis has seven. Aaron Donald is the only defensive tackle with more sacks. Look, when you Aaron Deron, Donald. But Deron Payne eats up so many blockers. Not in the pass rush game. 
in the pass rush game, it's just I and I just wreaking havoc. You're one on one with your guy. It don't matter what's happening. Yeah. Occupying and and Preston Smith on the outside has been doing this thing too. Yeah, Ooh. Preston Smith has been. Preston doing this Smith thing. on the outside. And like going back to like Quentin Dunbar after after he's returned from injury, he's not played well. That Falcons game, he got torched. That's true. He did. The, the Cowboys did. game, he got torched. So 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 don't give me this game changer whatever. He's. I mean, he's, he's still a he's still a formidable def, def, uh, defender. You still have to act, give him his his due respect because he's he is not a our game best changer. corner. Don't act like he's a game changer now. He may not necessarily at least this season he hasn't been playing like a game changer, he but he has shown that career. he can make he plays. Who? Dunbar. I mean, he's a, he was our best corner though. But he's not a game changer like yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. He's not like I he, think he still makes an impact. Whether or not it's a game changing impact, it's still an impact of some kind that we can't uh, ignore Bill, on the has, defensive he end. He put our defense in huge uh, dispositions. Uh, in the Atlanta game and and in the Cowboys game. I mean, the Atlanta game, our defense just didn't show up all around. I mean, it's just not only on Dunbar. Okay, what about the Cowboys game? Got torched. Yeah, I mean, our Cowboys game. Yeah, our he didn't play well. I would give you that he so, did not so, play well. So but that doesn't mean that he's not still a good defender. I mean, there but is either a way, look, drop off to, between I mean, to Dunbar Sanchez's and Strowman. Dunbar and Adonis Alexander. I don't know based on based on how. Based on how uh, Dunbar has played, I don't know if there's a significant drop-off. Oh, come on. He got torched! You're talking about games after he's injured. Yeah. Well, that, well that's what I'm going to. Since since that injury... He's still he's our best corner. And, and until he shows otherwise, when he is fully healthy and having yeah, the, when he's fully healthy, the reps and no the question. practice... The first couple he, games... It's, it's clear as day that Dunbar was our best corner. Yeah. And so, I mean, it just is. goes to show you the... At the end of the day, we're going to be talking about Mark Sanchez today. And, I mean, it's how did we get here kind of situation. I know we're going to be talking about Mark Sanchez, but let me just get into this deeper question, and every one of us can answer. Sanj, you answer this too. Put on, take off your literal Cowboys hat. This guy (laughs) wore a Cowboys hat for this for some reason. Take off your Cowboys hat and wear a Redskins hat for a second, and here we go. The question. Oh, he's literally taking it off. Oh, there you go, sir. I have been raised well to not disrespect my hosts yes. when I'm a guest. So this oh, is hopefully gosh. just a one-time thing. The next time I won't be a guest and I can be a little bit more disrespectful. Yeah, there you go. For now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Please. Where to go from here? I started with some first. Neil, I'm going to go to you. The Redskins are 6-6. Six and six. We got Redskins fans listening to this podcast. Is it time, of course, I almost know what some's going to answer, but is it time to start rooting for the Giants to win games, the Redskins to get that fourth seed, get that easiest schedule, get that better draft pick? Is it that time yet? Mark Sanchez is our quarterback, Nil. Mark Sanchez is our quarterback. As much as you want to be like, you know what, it's four games, what, how many, five games left, four games left? Four. Four. Four games left in the season now. Um, we're down to our third string quarterback, and our third string quarterback is Mark Sanchez of all people. Right. It it is it is just it seems as if yeah you want to say you know what it's time to tank the rest of the season, and just try and give ourselves the best opportunity coming into next year with an easier schedule and probably a higher draft pick. But with that said, we are still in the playoff hunt. Right. We are still in the playoff hunt. Right. We are still fighting for a wild card. And as much as I can see Sanj through this 
through this damn Google Meet laughing at me right now. As much as I can see that, um, I am not going to just give up on the season. We are uh-huh. still fighting for a while. We're 6-6. Six and six. We, we win the next four games. We're 10-6. and six. That is a good record in order to make a wild card spot or even fight for a potential division leader if the obviously with some help from the Cowboys and the Eagles but I don't think that we give up on the season I think we don't go with Mark Sanchez for the rest of the year we need to sign another quarterback and my first uh my first option would be Sam Bradford Uh, he has shown in the past that he is a decent game manager and he can he can at least play somewhat well in order to keep the game going is he able to make plays no he's not able to did you see and I know, B, we were talking about possibly looking into saving face a little bit and signing Colin Kaepernick. And that is something that I am not opposed to as a Redskins fan and what's looking forward. But I still do, do think we probably should go the Sam Bradford route. But back to your original point, I do not think that we need to just tank the season. We still have a shot. Even if we go 3-1, and one, finishing the season 9-7, and seven, we are still looking at a shot at the playoffs. So right, there's fair. no reason oh. to... There's no reason to tank at this point. Sam Bradford got cut by wow, the Arizona Cardinals. He's not letting that one go, no. Are you serious? Of all things. He, did you see him in week one, how he played against us? Now, granted, our he, defense was playing much better. Yeah, but, but I'm assuming he's trying to work during this time that he's been off, and he's trying to improve his game. When he he has shown in the past the with Cardinals. Minnesota and, and um, um, who was he with, St. Louis before that, mm-hmm. that uh, he can be a decent decent game manager is he going to be one that make pl- makes plays no is he a better option than mark sanchez yes let's just let's just let's just be real if you're taking sam bradford know. or mark I, sanchez I, I, honestly, I don't know i don't know but 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 oh my it gosh. Like he's like 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 clear cut yeah, yeah. clear cut better than mark sanchez i think he is clear cut better than mark <laughs> sanchez i don't know about that uh, clear on, cut yo. better than mark sanchez i mean you're literally saying we should just cut sanchez who has yeah. actually been yeah. with the team uh, for like you know two why weeks. sanchez got higher got signed to begin with because is just because multiple. he's familiar with the with the play callers and the coordinators and matt Cavanaugh yeah. and um, bill bill Call- bill callahan that's it yeah that's I the mean, only reason he was signed that's important uh, yeah no i agree but it's not because he has some ability to at least take you somewhere it was yeah. because of his familiarity with the offense and the play calling that's yeah, the only reason he got so, signed so and and uh, sam bradford has none yeah but at least he's shown in the past that he can be decent in terms of what, game not, managing 10 years ago <laughs> not even 10 years ago four years ago when, he is he, he is better than butt fumble he is he is better than butt fumble mark sanchez <laughs> it's, clear it's as hard day. to argue it i just don't think that bringing in a guy cold and a guy named sam bradford cold is going to do much for your team oh so what you think bringing in cold colin kaepernick absolutely. is going to do something absolutely uh, give me give me my so soapbox let I'm, me ask I'm you be my soapbox <laughs> B, let me ask you. I'm going to put you on your soapbox now. What should we do at the quarterback position for the last four games of the season? Well, today is probably going to be Tuesday, and then I would say no later than Wednesday. At least bring him in for a workout. Oh, God. The Washington Redskins, let's talk a little off the field a little bit. I know I still have a pending question, and only Neil has answered it. I'm going to go around the, the, the table here to, to answer it. The Redskins took a PR nightmare with signing Reuben Foster. We on this podcast said that we were opposed to making this thing happen. And sure enough, they did it. They put Doug Williams out there. 
They made a mistake signing the dude off waivers. They made a mistake trotting out Doug Williams, oh your fan God. favorite GM, and just made him look like a scapegoat. Everything the Redskins did in that situation was borderline pathetic. It was. If you go, the court of public opinion is on the side of Colin Kaepernick. Okay. There are fans of football that are pro- protesting this league for good reason because he's not on a football field. Okay. You immediately win those fans back to not only the NFL, but to a franchise that is in much need of some public opinion to be in their favor. That's off the field. You want to talk on the field? Colin Kaepernick sure as hell is the best quarterback out there. Period. Based off of what? Yeah, based off of the year? Ago? No, based off of, yeah, sure, two years ago. That's not based. It's two years ago. He hasn't played in two years. Right. Bring him in for a workout. That's it. Um, all, all I'm asking is let him come in and throw. If, if they don't like what they say, fine. But just bring him in. That enough will help you. No team has brought him in for a workout. Okay. Are you looking for a PR move or the best option for your team in these next four games? And guess what? I get to check both of those boxes. First of all, the Redskins need a backup quarterback, period. I mean, it's legit that they need a quarterback. I don't know who they're going to sign, but that's a fact. Mark Sanchez can't be the only quarterback they keep on this roster. So you're, they are going to be bringing in quarterbacks. You're telling you tell me, me why you shouldn't bring Kaepernick in for a workout. Because he hasn't played in two years. You don't want to see what he can do? A Super Bowl-playing quarterback? Well, a Super Bowl-playing quarterback as of, what, five, six years ago? We're going back um, But even in the decade. most recent year that he played, he played well. What, 20 touchdowns? What, five picks? Four, yeah. Touchdowns? All I'm saying is, man, two years out of the game will take a toll on your... I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna have to get acclimated to the system, speed of the game, this, that, and the other. I understand it, but are you gonna pick up what? Else, what are you gonna pick up? A rookie quarterback no, that hasn't played. No, Sanchez. No, I'm saying as a, as a backup. backup. We have we have uh, we have Jordan Reed as our insurance policy. Yeah, or Trey <laughs> Quinn is. I mean, so, I mean, Which, it's something to be on the lookout. And, Neil, you already said that you're not opposed to it, and but you'd rather have Sam Bradford. I don't get it, but at least – are you with me with bringing him in? Yeah, I'm okay with bringing him at least for a workout. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, on, I'm on page with that. As a opposing team – You're doing it more for, like, a PR stunt. You're doing it more no, for – I, I, I take I, it. I'll take it. We can – we'll use whatever we can at this point. We have four games left. That should be our focal point, not, not a PR stuff. Who are you bringing in as the backup? I understand, but you're, but that's not your that's not your premise. You, you want him in as a PR guy to bring in more fans. But you, why not? Why not do it? What else are you going to do as a backup Who's quarterback? Who's our best option as a backup? Why not Colin Kaepernick? That's my point. You get to do both of them. So let me ask Sanj, as a, as a team, as a fan of the opposing team, who would you be most scared of? With the Redskins, I know you're not scared of the Redskins. Look, we're six and six, and we're on the we're on the downhill. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, you because know, of injuries. Do. Let's let's clarify that because of injuries. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, that, that 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 is true, Neil. I appreciate that lesson in the obvious. Um, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you, you tend to ignore the obvious a lot. But and try and act like um, uh, I'm going to reclaim my time, if that's okay. Yes, oh, yes. Okay, thank you. Um, um, I completely agree Please. with B on this one. I think Colin Kaepernick has the talent. I, of course, in the PR. Um, backlash that you've experienced as a team, you you do need something good. But on the football field, you have a beat-up offensive line who took another hit today with Jonathan Cooper. You need a mobile quarterback. You need someone that can make something happen when things break down with his legs, someone to run the read option. Um, and I think that Colin Kaepernick can do those things effectively. But ultimately, at the end of the day, like, we've talked about thus far we're talking about a backup here um ultimately your whole team like jay gruden said has to come together it, it the quarterback position can't carry this team clearly and the defense has um the health it has the stars and let's be honest your defense has been carrying you this whole year but so Yes, that's true, but still, the defense has been the better unit on this team the entire year, and it's up to leaders like Swearinger, Swearinger to motivate and rally the troops around whoever you guys have at quarterback. You have a leader in Adrian Peterson who's been through a lot. Rely on that type of veteran leadership and s simplify the game, slow it down, and that's how I think you guys can actually do something with the last four games. But as far as quarterback goes, Colin Kaepernick on the field, I think, presents what you need, especially behind this makeshift offensive line. So then, Sanj, let me ask you, does that also answer your question, the one that I had left pending on the uh, on the floor? Should the Redskins continue to try and salvage this season? Most definitely. I mean, honestly, I don't even wow. know how tanking actually looks. Like, do you just put in all your backups or you just tell people not to try hard. I, I, I know some teams probably do it, but you're part of a proud organization with proud ownership and proud leaders. I can't ever see you guys willingly tanking. No, I don't think you Thank should. You. I'll tell you what tanking Thank does you. look like. It looks like a losing team. It's putting... Losing mentality. That, that's what it looks like. No, what I'm saying is practically what it does is Jamison Crowder goes on the IR. Right. Chris Thompson goes on the IR. You save guys that are, banged like, oh, I mean, not just banged up, but, hey, Jamison Crowder is looking for a contract. If he plays his mind out, maybe he's trying to get paid by the Redskins. Maybe you IHAR him and just, I don't know. I don't see any reason to necessarily do it for that reason um, because you're trying to elevate his stock to get a bigger compensation pick, a higher getting paid elsewhere, whatever it may be. But it's basically bringing in younger players to play for Quentin Dunbar and all these other guys. That would be what tanking is. Right. I too do not subscribe to it. Like I think with four games left in the season, with four games left in the season, strange things have happened. I don't know if stranger things than Mark Sanchez leading a team to the playoffs at a 10 and 6 or 9 and 7 record oh, for gosh. a team that he hasn't played for for the entire year is I don't it gets no stranger than that. Okay, let me ask you a quick question about this whole tanking thing because in, in years past you've never been this you never shared this sentiment about tanking. So when we're still in, in the thick of things despite our team being so underwhelmed in terms of talent. Yeah. As long as we're in the playoff chase. Yeah. Then tanking is not 
Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying after this game, tanking is not an option. Because we're still in the playoffs. Because we're still in the thick okay. of things. Oh, absolutely. No, so, so if we were not, right. you would be open to it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, uh, definitely. Goodness. All right. All right. And this is where we disagree one-on-one. Anyway. <laughs> so, okay. So, well, that answers my question for you, for sure. Yeah. At 6-6, six and six, it's not time to tank. Never is a time to tank. Yeah. Ever. And we'll, I guess that's a bridge we're going to end up crossing because Mark Sanchez is going to be our quarterback. It. And we're going to cross that bridge once we actually meet to it because the Redskins play yeah. home against the New York Giants. I think uh, some said it well. If there is a cure for the Redskins, it's the New York Giants. But I don't know. These Giants, are <laughs> they seem to actually be clicking. They got a new quarterback uh, playing. <laughs> Odell Beckham. <laughs> Odell has. But that was a heck of a pass. That's man. a heck of a play. That's it's like, like a, he, he was. This guy. Russell like, Shepard was wide open. No, but I'm saying, but like how he like adjusted to the play, and he didn't even use his oh, ball come hands on, man. to kind of come support on. the ball. He, just he, just, he was about to run hand. the ball, and he saw him wide open. And he just chucked it out there. No, but not a lot of wide receivers can, can throw it 50 yards downfield. Without yeah, using fine, his sure. Hand. He has an arm. Without using his but other it's hand. not like he had to be accurate or no, throw no, it over yeah, a defender yeah, or true. throw it through a window. Like he was wide open. He just literally just threw it up there. Yeah. But he did not use his offhand to adjust the ball or support support the ball. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> he, he made a juke move, and then he just chucked it. Now, he does have big hands, so maybe he didn't need yeah. that hand. But still, Come on, yeah, man. pretty impressive. Not, he I'm didn't like, make that okay. great of a play. It was, it, was, it was his presence of mind to be able to look up when he was about to start running. Yeah. Present, he had the presence of mind to look up and see Russell Shepard wide open. But I don't think it's like any, any crazy of a play – by Odell Beckham. I mean, you have you know. a point. You have a point. You have a point to Yeah. I give you that. Yeah. Um, that supposedly, I just saw a tweet, and, and we're going to see a lot of things coming through. Dan Snyder in the locker room for the first time this season. Like, we rarely see Dan Snyder in the locker room anymore. Wow. That was things from the past. It's actually a pretty big deal that Snyder was there. Wonder what's going to happen with that. But, I mean, mostly seeing that he was just consoling the players. Consoling the players from a tough loss. <laughs> and just secretly mocking. <laughs> um, the Cowboys. So now I'll flip the script a little bit here because we do have our special guest in the building, the Cowboys fans, uh, the Cowboys fan, Sanj. The Cowboys do get Philadelphia on a short week. You're playing for the division lead um, in... I, I mean, it's probably the biggest game form, now. Sanj. These guys are rounding into form. I'm not saying this is not the same team at, at, from a week ago or from a month ago. Yeah. Uh, I thought they would take, they would have been able to round into form much earlier, but uh, look the, out. If they're, we talk about the New York Giants as being a, uh, a cure-all, like any team that wants to face them to yeah. get off their schneid and like yeah. kind of continue momentum. The Redskins are that team for just about every other team in the league. Right now? <laughs> right now. And the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles are riding a high, too. I mean, they have back-to-back division wins, and now they go and play the Cowboys. How do you feel about this game? Uh, the Eagles are riding high. That seems a little bit of an overstatement. They barely beat a New York Giants team that was dominating that game who inexplicably stopped going to Saquon Barkley, who torched them the mm. first half. So that win, I think, was more of a 
a problem with the Giants. And then they took advantage of a third-string quarterback in a game that they were up by one going into the, what, third quarter? Fourth quarter? quarter. Going into the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. So the Eagles, I still believe, are a shell of themselves. Whatever confidence they're garnering from these two wins, I think, is much ado about nothing. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the Cowboys, in that win against the Saints, showed a formula for beating high-powered offenses. And as long as the Cowboys don't do anything that goes against what they've been doing now, which is feeding Zeke, no matter what his yards per attempt are, being opportunistic with the passing, and relying on the defense, we're going to be fine against these Eagles. Mm. They played a subpar Giants team, who, who they were getting dominated by, first off. Secondly, they played against a, 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 a significantly regressing Redskins squad down to their third-string QB. So is that really saying much about them? They've only looked this good because of the opponents that they've faced in these last two weeks. So I guess he has a point to an extent. But again, they, they have been playing better. So maybe either they're going to be clicking or this is just a sham. Yeah. And they're another team that's decimated by injuries. So when you have a secondary that has, I think, one starter in Malcolm Jenkins that's still remaining, when you have a running game, which you will recall last year, they were a running team. When they won the Super Bowl, they could rush the ball. And they have some rookies that are doing some things, and I think Sproles coming back does help them. But ultimately, they are still a shell of the offense and defense that we yeah. saw last year. I mean, it's Wentz to Ertz, and that's pretty much it. That's the only consistent thing this team has mm -hmm. from start but, to finish. I mean, Ertz defense is, and offense. Ertz is a nightmare to, to like match up. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Let's be, let's be real. All our Redskins fans are taking off our hats and being objective at this point, too. The Cowboys are my favorite to win the East. If I'm a betting man, I'm putting my money on them. Nil, am I wrong there? No, at this point, because the rest of the NFC East is underperforming, that is the correct correct way to look at it. Or injured. I mean, I, I don't think we can perform. That's, yeah, that's the that thing. Yeah, either underperforming or just decimated by injuries. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. More so decimated by injuries. Well, here here's I mean, here here's the thing. I will say this. I, I disagree with Neil to a certain extent because at the beginning of the year, I did say that in terms of the ceiling, I thought the Cowboys had the highest ceiling of any team in the division. From the beginning, don't don't get it twisted. I told you the Eagles were not going to be the Super Bowl champs that they were last year. But you didn't even predict them to, predict to even make the playoffs. The Eagles. Yeah. Right, exactly. So you're still standing by that. Oh, absolutely. I'm still standing by that. I'm still standing by that with the Eagles. I mean, just look at their schedule, and you, yeah. that'll, that'll show you enough. Cowboys, uh, Rams, Rams Titans, Texans. Redskins. Texans. De Texans. Texans, Redskins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's an uh, uphill climb for the Eagles for sure. Um, so if the Cowboys were actually going to play to their potential, this is what we were going to see, that they were going to take this division. I didn't believe they were. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe they were. And I believed in Adrian Peterson even after guys got hurt. Um, but... I don't know where San stands on this, but the Redskins, for a second straight year, were not even allowed to show our potential yeah. because no, of and injury. That's, and that's a fair statement. Yeah. 
So when you go back and assess the year for the Washington Redskins, you have to start at injury. Oh, yeah. Is that fair? Oh, you're asking the Cowboys yes, fan. I oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. As I mean, I I, 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 I took off my Cowboys hat, so I have to be objective, right? But now I now let, let's be honest. I I do believe that I think I was a Kirk Cousins fan, so I thought that there was going to be some regression in your passing game with Alex Smith, and I think for the most part that showed itself there were some injuries uh like jameson crowder and chris thompson but ultimately i think he had more talent to work with than kirk cousins did last year so i thought that your offense would take a step back but i i didn't expect your defense to be as formidable um early on so yeah it's partially due to injuries but even when you still had enough talent on the team to be successful i thought that you had a narrow way to win games yeah and okay. if you had that if the game matched up that way then you could be successful but it was a narrow window and you just happened to be in that window for a good amount of the games and hence right. you were up at the top of the division for as long as you were right. um never having to come back yeah you know from being down that was part of that narrow window so it just worked out for you guys in that way through nine games yeah yeah but again, but again, B, what you were saying before, um, it's just the the football gods for the second straight year. Yeah, go ahead. The football gods for the second straight year is just were not smart. I mean, look, if we ended up 8-8 eight and eight in this season, if we ended up 7-9, how are you even going to assess Jay Gruden? It's just going to be tough. Maybe that is a conversation we need to have next week I and mean, beyond. I yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he still needs to finish out his contract at the end of the day. Like, we don't – it's not like we make any changes after this season for Jay Gruden or any of the coaching staff because, yeah, I don't think it's a fair assessment of how of how good they – if anything, if Jay Gruden showed that he was able to at least hold the division lead for quite a few weeks with that, t- with that team, with that offensive team that he had to play with. Yeah. And yeah. back to Sandra's point, I don't know how, how you think Alex Smith had more talent to play with than Kirk Cousins I, did this I, uh, season. No, come on. What? Tell me who. More he, talent? Okay. He had an upright offensive line for most of the season. He had an AP for... for uh, he didn't have Brandon Sheriff and Sean Laval. Only, only until when? Week five. No. No. Yeah. No. I think like week eight. Maybe week seven. Yeah, it was more like probably week seven. It was close, close yeah. to the midway point. He one. had no receivers. He only had Jordan Reed. That's it. Yeah. At least he had his receivers. This guy, and, he had a, and, and he had an AP who was pretty much comeback player of the yeah, year. Yeah, AP showed up for three games. Uh, really? Three weeks. Three games? Yeah. Three weeks. Adrian Peterson finished this game with 98 yards. <laughs> yeah. He had a 90-yard run. <laughs> <laughs> AP showed up in three so weeks, maybe four. But for a long time this year, what, you guys what kept did on. Kirk had to work with Nil. That's true. He at least had Chris Thompson and Jamison Crowder, our two top well, playmakers Nil, outside uh, of Jordan yeah, Reed. Chris Thompson got in November. Yeah, but up until November, <laughs> week eight. Up until week eight. He had no offensive line. He had no running game. And he didn't have Jordan Reed. And he had a defense that sucked. Yeah, I mean, all those things are true, but you I think both. I mean, you right do there. have to give him that he played in this system for four years. Uh, how, how many years? Five years. 
2012, yeah, five 13, years. 14, 15, okay. 16, 17. Even the first year behind RG3, he was on the bench, but he's played I mean, in the system. There's a lot to go uh, for look, that. Look, and I, mean, I think we're making too many. Uh, look, this, this is the point that you have to you, you, you have to grasp here. Alex Smith has, has been in the league for, what, 13 years before you joined us? 13 years? And if you want to compare Alex Smith's first year with us, as opposed to Kirk's first year as a starter, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, but it's not. No, it's, no, not but it's not. the same. Though. I mean, it's not. It's, yeah, it's not the same. That's what we're saying. Compare Alex Smith's year with Kirk Cousins' year this year. Let's let's do that. Let's go ahead and compare Kirk Cousins sucking it up in Minnesota. By the way, yeah, sucking, sucking it up. up. Oh, we looked it up uh, he, with arguably arguably the his... best wide receiver tandem in the NFL: oh, Stephon oh, okay. Diggs and Adam Thielen, and he's still sucking he it up. He's not suck. Come on, really sucking. He is it sucking up? it up. Okay, eighty-four okay. mil guaranteed, eighty-one mil okay, guaranteed. You can't say he's sucking. Prior to yesterday's game, he had twenty-two touchdowns to seven picks. Yeah, I mean, sucking do you it know up? what his QBR has been? I don't through know. the year, I mean, uh, he's 14th ranked quarterback in QBR. He has had only four games. We're through week 13. He's had only four games of top 10 finishes Alex for Smith the highest a- paid quarterback in the NFL. Alex yep. Smith played. 10 he games. is underperforming. He is not that good. Bottom line. What has Alex Smith done? Has he not Answer that question. Underperform? Yes or no? Slightly. Okay. Not slightly. Alex, slightly, Alex, slightly. Alex With that team, Dalvin Cook killed yesterday. He has the best wide receiving core in the NFL, and he has a great, great tight end, a decent tight end in Kyle Rudolph, and he has a formidable defense. Not the defense that he no, had last year, formidable. but Definitely still a, a good defense. Formidable is someone that he, that can be. I mean, is a is a defense that can be respected. I don't. Even they think should be. They should they be, but they're be. not. Okay. Secondly. Uh, Alex Smith passed for 10 touchdowns through 10 games. Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. Alex no, Smith was also 6-3 and three at the top of the you division. You just said it. No, you just said it. Uh, let's compare Kirk's season with Minnesota to Alex Smith's yeah, season. Yeah, but that's, the fact that we can even compare it is laughable. No, it's not. That's no, the be, thing. Because you can't compare it. They both have been underwhelming. If you well ask made. any coach or anybody who knows the game, they would say Kirk Cousins as of right you know. Is just a better QB oh, in right. Minnesota that's right. or 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 uh, yeah, but so I mean it's compare. not much of an upgrade, is what I'm saying. Oh my lord! Based on the year, based oh on the year. Lord. But as a as a faithful <laughs> podcast listener, uh, let me rephrase: shut your face, podcast you listener. Go. Nice plug. I remember when you guys picked up Alex Smith. I, it seemed like B and Nil were the main cheerleaders Thank for the bandwagon that much. Alex Smith was going to be a better quarterback for this team than Kirk Cousins. Truth. Uh, mic drop. Thank you, son. I got Thank you, you. son. Yeah. Thank you. Mic drop. I, I, well, what we did say was that the, the hedging of our bets was that it was hard to say in first year with Alex Smith. And even some on the podcast has said, I will give him the benefit of the doubt on the first year with Alex Smith. It's his first year on the that system. The only he had no I horses. I will say this. He had no I will say this, weapons. That maybe it is something I need to revisit Thank you. in terms of whether or not Alex Smith is as good as I thought he would be. Appreciate it. Now. But I, do, I also don't think, if anything, the only conclusion I would come to is that neither of them yeah. are good. Right. I no, think that's a great I'm point. Not, I'm not saying that's that they're it. bad QBs. Neither of them are yeah. good. I think they're both above average QBs. Okay. But they're not They're not those guys. Let me ask you this, Sam. Can Kirk Cousins win you a Super Bowl? 
Can Dan Marino win you a Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, yeah. but can Kirk Cousins win your Super Bowl? I think with this team he could. With, with this team, with he Minnesota. Can. Yes. With Minnesota. Yes, oh, gosh. Come he on. Has, yeah, that's uh, I mean, he's, No he, chance. He where it was one no chance away. does he win you a Super Bowl, man. He is no, not good enough to win you a Super Bowl. I've said this all along. From the time Kirk has come into the league and been the starter for the Redskins, he is a player. He is an a little bit above average quarterback. He is good enough to keep his job, but he's not good enough to win you a Super Bowl. Mills. That is who Kirk Cousins is, Mills. and that is who he'll always be seven seasons into the league. Was That's Dan Marino it. good enough to win the Super Bowl? He was an amazing quarterback. He just did not get all the breaks, and he didn't oh, have the I best see. team. I see. I see. So he did not when, have the best okay, team. So he you, was a great— You, you put, put Dan Marino set. in his prime in Minnesota right now, damn sure he wins you a Super Bowl. Okay, that's Without a, that's a doubt. That's a great supposition. Without a doubt. A, you know, well, oh, come on. Okay. Dan Marino what definitely wins you a Super Bowl. With that, with that receiver— Who were his receivers? He never had Wait, receivers who's the, who's the ever. Who was the better quarterback, Dan Marino or Kirk Cousins? Oh, of course. I'm not— I'm not So what, not what is your point? He's just, he just going based on Kirk Cousins— is not good enough to win your Super Bowl. My point is, they've been franchise guys who have not won a Super Bowl. Right. It does not make you a franchise guy. Tony I Romo, don't think... Jim Kelly, Warren Moon. Uh, yeah, um, but but Dan my Marino. thing is that's what that's my thing. Like I think that we use maybe we have different different definitions of franchise guys. I don't think above average quarterbacks are franchise guys. Right. For me, Tony Romo was the same thing. Uh, he was good enough to keep his job. Was not good enough to win you a you Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins, good enough QB? to keep his job, not good enough to win you a oh, Super Bowl. Whoa. There's a difference. These guys are regular season quarterbacks, but they are not clutch winning performance uh, prime game, time. When the, when the rubber meets the road, are they going to perform? They're not those types of players. Uh, That's it. Again, Neil, you know, I don't know if you are willing to <laughs> accept evidence, but – you know, Tony Romo, that whole misnomer about him not being clutch, that was debunked. I mean, he, yeah, he was, had the most fourth-quarter comebacks yeah, yeah, when he the, was there. Yeah, in the regular season, but not always I, in the playoffs. Again, the point is is that when it, when it comes to being a Super Bowl champion in a sport no. like football or world champion, in a sport like football, when you can only control one half of the field, You're there right, are sure. very few quarterbacks, and I would say – easily within a handful that are able to overcome the one whole other side of the field that they can impact and other factors to win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So if you're saying that, you know, these Romo, uh, Cousins, all these quarterbacks aren't one of those maybe three or four quarterbacks in history, then that's not really saying much. Mm. And, and, and Three or four quarterbacks in history. I mean, I would, as far as what I have seen, like seven I, in the I, right now. I, I wouldn't say. Yeah, without a doubt, at least. Yeah. Again, quarterbacks that are able to win a Super Bowl with, let's say, a bad defense, with no running game, or with no stud receiving options. I don't see it as seven quarterbacks that can do that in the league. I again in history I would make it at most five, wow. but it's it's it, it's very wow. rare if you look and see how team what it takes to win a Super Bowl is so much more than what a quarterback can control. And also, let's not put Kirk Cousins in the same breath as a Tony. Okay, yes, uh, Tony Romo was an elite. I thought he was a borderline elite QB. 
Uh, oh, so, it, gosh. so to say that he's elite, borderline, borderline elite. I agree. The guy won. The, how many division titles did he win? Two thousand eight, two thousand. Oh, I see. But but somehow Eli with two Super Bowls is not an elite quarterback. I see. Again, I see. No, when, that makes a that lot Eli, of sense. Hold, hold up. Why are you saying that Eli in his prime was better than Tony Romo in his prime? Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Oh, no. I would take Eli in his prime okay. over All Romo right. in his prime All any right. day. Oh, my God. Any you day. way over Because yeah, Eli, yeah, 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 yeah. for me, I put way more stock in postseason play than I do regular season play. And Eli has shown up way more in the play postseason than Romo has. He's so how, do you, how do you rate, like, He's Joe Flacco, who had one of the best postseason he runs in Bowl. history? No, but Joe Flacco was not. He had, he had 11 touchdowns and zero picks in a Super Bowl run, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Well, how do you rate him? Joe Flacco. But his regular seasons were never that great. I mean, they made multiple playoffs year in and year out. Sure, yeah, but they always the had stats, the but... top elite defense almost every other uh... year. They had amazing defenses. No, I mean, they, they did, had no, good they defenses, did, did, but, I mean, if you're going to put – if you are putting personally more stock in showing up in the postseason and actually having production in the postseason, then you need to stick to that. Because yeah, short, no, he did. Short. But the problem is he kept running into my man, Tom Brady, in the AFC Championship game. That was the problem. I mean, and yeah. Tom Brady would always come on top. No, So, I mean, always. when you're playing well, in the AFC the and you're going up, up against Brady and Belichick when they're the best of all time, I mean, what else are you going to say? If Brady wasn't there, I guarantee you Flacco wins another Super Bowl at least and makes it to at least oh, two please. more Super Bowls. No, because no, of that team and because of the defense. 2012. Yeah, he definitely does. He, they look. he ran into Brady every single time Bill, or Manning. Bill, got, what do you expect? The two top quarterbacks of our era, they got, of this era. They got hot at the right time and they won the Super Bowl. I give you Right, that. but my but point is Flacco always ran up against Manning or Brady, what are you going to expect? Okay, okay. Are you that, the two okay. top quarterbacks, arguably of all time. Okay, are you saying that Joe Flacco was a better QB than than Tony than than Tony Romo now? I'm saying he had a better postseason I'm out there. I'm asking you a question: yeah, Is he a better is, is he a better QB than Tony Romo? I think regular season, no. Postseason, yes. Who? Okay, if you're a GM, okay, and you're starting a franchise, and they're both the exact same age, who are you starting a franchise with? A joke. Neither. Neither. Oh my gosh. I don't take either. <laughs> I don't take either. If you had a choice, if, if you came, if, if it was your choice and it came down to, do, to like, do, to like these two QBs, a Flacco or a Romo. But, okay. What's what? What was wrong with a lot of Fla some of Flacco's regular seasons weren't that impressive. But what was wrong with Flacco in the regular no, season? Saying, he wasn't I mean, like well, a horrible yeah, quarterback. They're not. Be, they're not be, maybe. I'm just saying you you put yourself. There, you put yourself on that island no. if you want to. I'm just asking you a question, a simple question. Who are you going with? Between Romo and Flacco. Yes. In their primes. Yes. I mean, career. I mean, who's had the, yeah, who's well, the better I mean, quarterback with the? Uh, who gives you the better? I I, I would still have to look at go back and look at Romo um Flacco's numbers, but I'm saying I think Flacco was a better postseason quarterback. I think that goes without saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's clear because Romo just wasn't I in think, there. I, I think he's dancing around the answer. He, he doesn't want to say I think Heart of Hearts Neil believes <laughs> Romo is the better quarterback. But No, I don't know if he, I believe he's a better quarterback. He might be the better regular season quarterback, but that's not saying much. Yeah, I don't disagree with I'm, your criteria. Look, we okay, do I'm, need to value. I'm asking a simple question. I'm just taking everything into consideration. Who are you going with? I would need to. I would need to come back to you. On we that. brought Sanj on the podcast. I didn't know that the political answer was going to come from Nil. 
<laughs> I guess we'll wait. We'll have to wait and see for our off-season podcast to get that answer Hi. from Neil. We'll see. No, I did. On. I did want to give Sanchez soapbox because we have danced around it a little bit. The the Cowboys beat the best team in the NFC, if not the NFL, mm-hmm. on Thursday. So in the last uh, thirty seconds that we have on this podcast, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Was this the most impressive win? In recent memory, Here, here's my here's my what I'll say. This was the best win for any team in the NFL this entire year. That was the best defensive performance I have seen, not only this year, but I really can't remember a defensive performance that has been that unexpected and that dominant uh, as the Cowboys were against the New Orleans Saints. And it every single word pains me to say. But it's the reality of the situation. Having the number one offense in the NFL in a dome against the Cowboys, I mean, it was ridiculous. Is is that the that's that's the win of the season for the Cowboys, right? Definitely. I mean, honestly, I think it's probably the win of of the I Dak mean, Zeke era. Say, oh, for sure, uh-huh. for sure. I mean, I would even go back further than that because for a team that has not had, as Nil likes to point out, a lot of playoff success. That was one of, honestly, in all honesty, I felt like rioting afterwards. Like, I was that <laughs> I excited like about, and I was. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> writing. Yeah, I felt like writing an op-ed about how amazing Jerry Jones is um, right after oh, I riot. Yeah, riot, riot, yes. Yeah. Um, it, it, it really was something to behold, uh, especially when. You, especially in a year that you've seen the rise of these amazing offenses mm-hmm. and that Monday night game, which really you couldn't help but watch that game and think defense is dead. Mm. And so in the same year, not just the same year, a few games after that for a defense to hold a team that had been averaging 37 points to 10 that was it, it, it was a win not only for the Cowboys, but also for defense in mm. this game. To see that type of dominant performance at every level with a team that was missing its most dominant interior lineman in David Irving, its its floor its field general, who's barely on the field, but still Sean <laughs> Lee. To be able to put up that performance against a team with an offense that is that multifaceted was something to behold. So even if you're not a Cowboys fan, if you're a fan of just good defense, good hitting, that was a good game to watch. Yeah, and I have heard like some objective um, radio hosts and people talk about that, like how they actually enjoyed that game over the the Chiefs-Rams Monday night, like... Track meet. Track meet, exactly. That that was more enjoyable to watch. It was an unbelievable defensive performance. I have been very critical of the rookie, Leighton Van Der Esch. I'm just rooting for Derwin James the entire way because I want him to get rookie defensive rookie of the year over Van Der Esch. (laughs) Just a a little feather in our cap, at least. I I mean, like, I hate to it. I like, I hate to admit this, but uh, those guys are just flying around like I've never i haven't seen 
yeah. on defense flat out. And it really should come at no surprise. I think this put the Cowboys on the map more than anything else, but they've been doing that all year. Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Der Esch, and that entire secondary, man, it's just they move to the football. Yeah. They, they swarm the ball. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I will say the fool's gold portion of this is that was a heck of a game, but at the end of the day, and nil, it's time to wake up, Dak Prescott had three fumbles, Ezekiel Elliott is rushing for like 3.3 yards, 3.5 yards a carry for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he just hasn't been the same old Zeke. He's been piling up some yards. This past week, he had what 3.3 yards a carry. He had a buck twenty uh, in the week after. But even against the Redskins, what did he have? He, one. He had one twenty against you guys. He killed us. He had one twenty against yeah. us. Um, first yeah. game. First game we bottled. Him yeah. By 30. Yeah. It's just his pace over the last four games has not been what it was, I believe, prior to that. I'll go back and look at, at his – I mean, of course, this week he didn't have a great uh, um, game Yard, on the ground. Yeah, yards per carry was low. But as far as the last four games that we've won, which is – what was it? Philadelphia, in Philadelphia, at Atlanta, home against Washington – and then against the Saints, Zeke was actually balling out. Um, when it comes to the numbers against the Saints, it, 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 he didn't have a, a, a huge yards per carry, but you've seen him becoming more active in the passing game. So his all-purpose yards have been going up, and we saw the effect of that again in this game. So, and again, you think about it, Zeke was running behind three backup offensive linemen. That's crazy. Tyron Smith was out that game. So, against the number one rush defense, which I know their numbers can be inflated, but still, when you have three backup offensive linemen blocking for him, mm-hmm. I think it's to be expected that he's not going to have huge numbers on the ground. But I am encouraged to see his incorporation into the passing game, which I think is going to just make his threat even greater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I stand to be corrected because I, maybe I just wanted to block out this win streak, but Zeke it went for 7.9 against the Eagles. <laughs> Jeez Louise, 7.9 over 5 against the Falcons, 4.7 against the Redskins. Um, it was... The Redskins game one, Titans game two, and then the Saints game that he sucked it up in but terms of yards per carry. Twenty three for seventy six or something. Yeah, yeah. But you know, even the, but even the yards per carry that we're talking about here, that was part of the game plan to slow down the game. So it didn't matter if he was getting two, three yards a carry. It was all about running down that clock and keeping Drew Brees off the field. And that's why it pivots to Dak Prescott, Mm -hmm. who, yes, he is having difficulties holding onto the ball and taking sacks, for which I think he leads the league in both of those categories. Some of that is inexcusable. But at the end of the day, he made the plays that were necessary to keep the chains moving and more importantly keep Drew Brees off the field and give our defense enough of a rest. So Dak Prescott is 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 not where he needs to be. He's not in the 2016 form where he won rookie of the year after having one of the best rookie years for a quarterback in the league. Yeah. So but he is ever since Amari Cooper came on board. Oh, see that, that's what 
It, it has really, I, I mean, Cooper was targeted eight times and he caught all eight passes. And most of them were against Lattimore, yeah. their number one oh. corner, who was defensive rookie of the year, I believe, last year. Yeah. So Cooper, for all of the haters that were coming out when they said that we passed, I mean, that we paid too much for Amari Cooper, I think that's another silencing that has taken place oh. since, uh, yeah. since uh, over the past four games for sure. But, but again, I think um, that was a fair assessment. A, a first-round pick, pick for essentially eight games. No, we have them for next year, too. You have them for next year, too. Whole year. So it's about a year and a half. Okay, and then you plan. Okay, so, 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 the, so the plan is to sign them long-term. I mean, he's been the difference maker. It's not been Zeke or Dak. It's been him. And I think he frees up a lot of your, your offense. I mean, the guy just took a ninety a a uh, five yard hitch against Dunbar and turned it into a ninety yard touchdown. That's what he I mean, you're talking about the wrong play, but yeah, I mean that was the forty yard when Dunbar slipped. You're talking about Moreau. Moreau, Dunbar sorry, slipped. Moreau. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the but guys, either way, our defense did not show up that game whatsoever. Well, so. our defense hasn't been showing up since for the past month. Anyway, that's yep. the point. But Amari Cooper's route running. Is oh one, my one of the best in the league. So if, if not the best. Because his route running is superb. You can't deny that. Yeah. He makes people like turn around. I mean, Josh Norman was, was, was pretty much tap dancing <laughs> during the Cowboys game. He's a beast. Yeah. I mean so I mean let's let's just get it out there then as we wrap up this week's podcast. The ceiling for the Dallas Cowboys. We talked off air about this. How good can this team really be? We know the juggernauts of the NFC. Mm. New Orleans, Rams, they're going to get the first-round buys. You're going to have to go to either L.A. or New Orleans in order to get to the big game. Mm -hmm. Are the Cowboys the third-best team in the NFC right now? Are they even better than that? No, they're they're the third-best team in the NFC. I agree. You agree with that too, right? As of right now, yes. Yeah. Nil. The Cowboys are the what? Third best team in the NFC right now. Oof. No, I think the Bears are still better than the Cowboys at the moment. Oh come on. With Trubisky in. With Trubisky in. No, what's what's interesting about the Bears that Nil is exclaiming is the third best team. How in the world did that defense give up thirty points to the hapless New York Giants? At home. Yeah, they had a bad game. They had a bad game. You know, you know I the Cowboys, the I think, game, but in nine of the games that, of this they've year. Been, they've been balling this season up until the, last week. The Giants week. had a pick six. Okay. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. They Either way, there's no way. If you're going to be the touted as the best defense in the league, you don't you don't have a, have a slip up like that. The Cowboys are one of, I think we're the only team that is, I think of out of nine of our games have held opponents to 20 points or below. Mm-hmm. So as far as consistency on defense, I think it's us. Um, I think but our running the, game. The Cowboys gave up 23 to the Redskins on Thanksgiving Day. Let's let's let, let's use math, Neil. I said nine, <laughs> nine. <laughs> right? I said nine. I didn't say all of them. Whatever. So the 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 Bears gave up one bad week last this last past week to the Giants. They've been killing every other week. Again, but if if you're saying that the that the Bears are better than the Cowboys, I'm assuming you're putting it on the defense, right? Or what do you? And the offense. The offense has been balling out when Trubisky is and in. And when is when is when is he coming back? 
Do we know when he's coming Next back? Next week or two weeks. Two, two weeks. So there's an opportunity that without him in, I would say that the Cowboys are the third best team. Um, sure, without him in. Yeah. If you don't have Zeke and if you don't have Dak, they barely make the playoffs. Sure. You could say that about any starter. I, I agree. But on any know, team. You know, Neil, I know this is a this is something that the Skins haven't felt in a long time. But, hey, easy, but there's, easy, but there's, there's something that comes with confidence when you have a big win. And when you're able to take out the number one uh, offense in the league, it, yeah, but you're, forgive you're, me you're, for you're, having some You're minimizing the fact point. and ignoring uh, losing big-time players like a quarterback position. You cannot Agreed. act like that's irrelevant. Put, put Trubinsky in, Trubinsky, whatever his name is. Trubisky, I would still say that the Cowboys are the third-best team in the NFC. And I think at the end of the day, I don't know day, what you're basing that off of, but that. okay. Based on the fact that we can take out the number one offense. So the Trubisky offense, I don't think is going to be that big of a deal. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, okay, I so, wouldn't so, have so thought. What you're saying is you guys are peaking at the right time. Correct. Okay. Right? And no, peaking and healthy. Peaking and healthy. Pe- peaking and healthy. But again, I, I think um, going going back to Neil's point, Neil does have a solid point. Um, that the Bears at full strength can contend for that number number three uh, I'm sorry, as the third best team in there. I guess I guess you could say, I think it's fair to say for like both for like both sides, it's a toss-up. But all I'm saying is right now, um, <clears throat> I would still pick the Cowboys only because they are peaking at the right time. They are healthy. And with with like him coming back from that injury, mm-hmm. who knows how, how well he plays. Here's what I it will could, say. He could flare up again. Yeah. So. I don't have necessary I don't have confidence in the Bears because this <clears throat> I, I always go with, have you been there before? Mm-hmm. The Cowboys, not so much. Um, of course, so. of course, that first year with Zeke and Dak, they were there. But, I mean, Chicago is completely new to this whole thing. So I don't put the confidence there. Seattle is the team to watch out for. Yeah, I mean, they, in the, in the NFC up. period, I think they're the team that you just cannot sleep on. I mean, it was 24-6. to 6 that they beat the Dallas Cowboys, sure, in Seattle, and they won't have to do that again. If they uh, Obviously, they're not going to win the division. The Rams clinched that division. But if Dallas has to play Seattle week one... Oh, well, uh, first week you mean postseason. In the postseason. Right. In the postseason, week one, that's... That's going to be a toss-up. going to be a... That's going to be a toss-up. I, I got Seattle winning that one. Because they've been there before. They've beaten the Cowboys before this year. Um, they get Michael Kendricks back. He's off of his suspension. That's going to make a difference. Seattle's the I, team to watch out for. If everyone's listening to this and wants a, a sleeper team to make a bet early before they start peaking, put a bet in for Seattle, and you may make yourself some money to represent yeah. the NFC. Se- Seattle is a team that's peaking at the right time, without a doubt. Yeah. and also- They're just balling. The past three weeks, they've been just killing it offensively. And it man. doesn't make sense. They have nobody on the offensive line that you can name. Everyone knows Russell Wilson, but that's about it. It's Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson, and friends. And the, I mean, Tyler Lockett is a legitimate deep threat and just receiving. But how many people know him? I mean, like, I mean I, I've gone through uh, fantasy leagues that don't even have Lockett like, rostered, and he has like ten touchdowns. Honestly, the guy's legit. But yeah, he's good. I would. He's good. I would still pick the Cowboys to win that game by a slight margin, only because they're also playing at home. That that crowd is going to be you know up in arms and. Again, it, it it all goes back to you can have you can have the best talent or whatever, but when you're peaking and when you're hot, it could potentially carry you to a Super Bowl, a la the mm. 2012 Giants, 
and the, and, and, and the 2008 Giants. They weren't the best teams throughout the course of the season, but they got hot. Mm. Yeah. That's but this, right. this is still early to get hot. We still have one-fourth of the no, season but, left. No, well, yeah, but I'm, but I'm saying that the, the Cowboys are just – you can just kind of sense it. But, I mean, if you're talking about the Cowboys getting hot, they would have gotten hot halfway through the year. Not necessarily. I mean, they just literally – there's four games left, and they – just one four games. But that four oh, game three stretch three games, that we yeah. went four and zero was the hardest part of the schedule, right? So well, that's the type of thing that can sustain you. When you talk about at Philadelphia, at Atlanta, home against Washington on a short week, and then home against and then home New against New Orleans, that's the type of stretch that can give you momentum even to this back end, which is a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think peaking at the right time is. I agree with you some that yeah. it is still the right time yeah, it may, for us. It may not be peaking in terms of the end of the year, which right. is usually conventional wisdom is saying that's the best time to do it. Peak. But peaking at the right time, I'll, I'll give you that one. The, the Cowboys yeah. definitely did Omari took care Cooper of business at the right time. Wonders for that team. Yeah, that's for sure. He's, <laughs> the NFL is such that you never really know, though. I mean, there's four games left. Look, we don't think that the Redskins are going to do anything with Mark Sanchez at quarterback. Speak look, for yourself. You do think that the Redskins hey, are gonna... look the ever optimist. Hey, my you, you just said crazy things have happened. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna bank. Oh, look, I'm not saying it's realistic. I get it. I get it. You got you. You guys already rolling your eyes. I get it. Okay. But I'm banking on this and solely banking on. Yeah. Just hoping against hope. All right. That he can somehow get acclimated into the system. And just, just not. Um, I'm trying to think of a word here. Just, just not put our team in bad predicament. Just. Give us a chance to win. Just Look, stay there throughout the. Course. He had a great drive to get you guys that field goal. He was in rhythm. He was completing passes. I thought he looked good in that first drive. Again, what you guys really need to focus on, again, is your defense. Your defense has tailed inexplicably, and that's where if you have a chance to do something, it has to come from there. Okay, and, yeah, exactly. And also, what happened with, with Dunbar? Was it like a flare-up of the nerves? Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay. It's the and same thing. Ionitis was? Ionitis is a, is a calf or a lower leg injury. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see where it goes from here. The entire season can really take a whole different tone based on what happens with the Giants, because the rest of the NFC, no one really looks like they want to take it. <laughs> I mean, it could be wide open, and we'll yeah. see what the ends up happening. Yeah, I mean that wild card spot. Oh, Nobody okay. really wants it because everyone that was shooting for it lost this past Sunday. Right. Um, but yeah, well, speaking speaking of the Bears, though, they're a backup quarterback who's playing right now is chase daniel is he not yeah. who we had at one point yeah. is that correct yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who actually was balling out on sunday against the giants imagine if we at least had chase daniel i feel we would still have a shot a legit shot at potentially making out. a wild card uh, spot yeah. i don't know if he was balling out this sunday uh, he balled out on sunday man really yeah I need to go back and look i mean i didn't even, i didn't really look at chase daniel's he, performance he, i just saw how bad he was making some clutch throws oh at some cl- crucial moments when they were down by 10 with two minutes left yeah and he took the he drove them down to kick a field goal tie the game of course they got the onside kick and the throws he was making 
with under a minute left in order to get to the goal line to score that last touch and to tie the game and take it into overtime, mm. he was making some pretty good plays. Mm. I mean, uh, if Chase yeah. Daniels is your quarterback to start the playoffs, <laughs> I don't think the Bears are going to win a game. True. Okay. I'm just saying he's a better option than Mark Sanchez. That's all okay. I'm saying. Let's just let's just uh, look at his stats real quick. Tell him some. 26 for 39. That's about a 67% per, uh, completion percentage. Jeez, quick math. 285, 7.3 yards per attempt, or per attempt, right? Yeah. Or per pass, excuse me. One touchdown, two picks, sacked five times for 28 yards, 11.5 QBR. 11.5 Balling! Well, at least in the crucial moments at the end of the game, he brought them back enough to tie it down 10 with less than two minutes to go. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Okay, so, so what's... For a backup quarterback. So what you're saying is he played well in the clutch. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. But when 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 you say ball, when someone says ball out, tell him some. It you, it's probably throughout the course of the game. Maybe over the course of the entire game, he did it. But, but Chase Daniels is a better like, option than uh, Mark Sanchez. I'll give you that. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sixty-seven is still pretty decent, though. I mean, that that's a yeah, he has decent. Uh, one touchdown, two picks. I didn't look. I didn't see his how he played, so I can't really comment on gauge, that. Yeah. But, uh, 11.5 QBR? Yeah. So early returns, we're, we're recording this. As you can probably tell, it's 1 a.m. now, and we're going to get this podcast out. But early rumors are Josh Johnson may be the Redskins' backup quarterback. He had experience with Jay Gruden in Tampa Bay. Mm, he did. I don't even know if y'all remember Josh Johnson. That's a blast from the past. Yeah. I remember him. Um, maybe there's something there but i mean i think if josh johnson comes in that tells me that it's mark sanchez's job so we'll see what happens there i'm gonna be on twitter all day tomorrow hoping that colin kaepernick gets the move for many other reasons we'll see what happens for the redskins in this week to come um but one in the books it was a instant reaction podcast from us right after the redskins game this is probably going to be the only time it happens this year we hope to do it again next year, but we would like to thank our special guest, Sanj. Thank thanks thank for you. coming on. You started the trend on Shut Your Face of having a, a special guest in the building. Nil is uh, he did well. He did well. Yeah, did well. definitely. We thank you. Well. We thank you for Nil, that. Nil, do you have any uh, closing uh, closing statements for Sanj? How are you fared? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. No closing thoughts. <laughs> um i I, i'll have you all know that when this was when this um appearance was discussed nil said vehemently that he was going to veto my appearance (laughs) on here so i want to thank b and some for outvoting him and getting me on the show it's been fun sorry about that one nil Yeah, y'all are not diehard Redskins fans. I can tell I you that. I agree. The timing wasn't great for us. Hey, look, uh, and, and Redskins Nation, there are four games left. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Let's see what we can do. Hey, hey great things have happened. I uh, know. Well, we thank you all for listening to this week's podcast. We're back next week. This is Shut Your Face signing off. Peace. Deuces. Everywhere we go, we've been a fast. Lucky.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.